Hey, this is Dylan at Radio Free Sufferlandria, and you're listening to Everybody Hurts, the podcast. Tavern in Agonia, Sufferlandria. My guest today is Sir Evan Siddall, Knight of Sufferlandria. Like most Sufferlandrians, Sir Evan faces the daily challenges of trying to juggle professional and family obligations while still finding time to get on the bike. And as president and CEO of CMHC, Canada's housing agency, he has a demanding schedule. But Sir Evan also faces another challenge. In 2014, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and in the way of that diagnosis, Sir Evan became energized and with a group of friends founded the annual Growling Beaver Brevet in Beaver Valley, Ontario. And over the past two years, the event has raised over half a million dollars for the Davis Finney Foundation to help improve the lives of those living with Parkinson's. And just recently, Evan was asked to join the board of the Davis Finney Foundation. Sir Evan, thank you so much for being with us. I am so happy to be with you. So the tour of Sufferlandria, as you well know, is right around the corner, February 4th. And the point of the tour isn't just to suffer, but to, <laughs> no, <laughs> to, to really? raise money. I mean, that, that's a big part of it. But there's also that, that little matter of raising money for the Davis Finney Foundation. Yeah. But the tour also has a different significance for you personally. So can you talk a little bit about the 2015 tour of Sufferlandria? The 2015 tour was when I first felt the symptoms well, it was actually the 2014 tour. Um, I first start feeling symptoms in my leg. Uh, so my symptoms arrived. I had this odd twi- twi- twitch in my left arm that became a tremor when I yawned oddly. And then I noticed during the 20, I think I've got my ears right, during the 2014 tour um, that I was re- I was having a dystonia in my leg. So it's called exercise-induced dystonia. So long climbs, that sort of thing. It's like my foot would sort of flex um, and I'd lose power in my leg. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. So it all started in 2014. And uh, and then in 2015, it was a fair bit worse. And you're referring to that. So sh- literally in mid-February 2015, I was diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's disease. And on the back of that, a bunch of us decided to uh, to dive right into the Sufferfest. So did you complete the tour right before, right after your diagnosis? Right before. Literally wow. right before, yeah. And then you completed your your knighthood in in March of, of 2015, if, I, if I'm correct. So shortly after that diagnosis, yeah. Right was after. there was there a connection between that? Was there a sense of urgency, or did you just kind of feel like it was the right time? No, it it was all related. So um, my wife, bless her, said, uh, "So we've done this tour of Sufferlandria. Sir David, Sir Jared, the team has supported Parkinson's disease in the Davis Finney Foundation. I had no affiliation at all with the charity." and found myself 
needing the help of the Davis Finney Foundation. And so Garn, you know, it was a jarring experience for us. And I think more for, by the way, Dame Garnet. I shouldn't refer to her as Garnet in this community. <laughs> Dame Garnet. Uh, Sir, lest you be flogged. Lest I be flogged. Sir yeah. Jody, Dame Laura, and Dame Jessica Gertzen all said, well, shoot, we can raise money for this. Let's let's make something good of your diagnosis and let's get behind it. It was, a, it was an act of love and friendship by them to make me suffer for 10 hours. It's what friends do for each other you know within the community yeah yeah so that's how it happened and i can't remember i think we raised 50 grand in one day so how has your relationship to the bike and to suffering on the bike changed since that diagnosis great question um So the most important thing that people with Parkinson's disease can do, and this is the ethos of the foundation, is live well today. Exercise, and particularly cardiovascular exercise, is actually quite crucial. It's the only thing that is known to slow down the progress of the disease. And so I'm a more committed sufferer as a result. Um, That being said, I'm meant not to exercise to the point of fatigue. And... um, as a knight of Sufferlandry, I find that a hard impulse to control. Yeah, so how do you reconcile that? So um, you can't exercise to the point of fatigue, and yet, and well, yet. <laughs> well, you see, no, the difference is I shouldn't, but ah. I can. <laughs> so I do. <laughs> and, and look, the point is I, uh, I've just got to regulate my, my uh, ambition and, um, and work as hard as I can. So I still, uh, I still do what I can. And had you been following uh, the story of, of Davis Finney um, and his career before your diagnosis, or did it just kind of uh, kind of dawn on you how how interconnected now you were with uh, his story and uh, with his own kind of personal uh, relationship with with cycling, with the disease, and with its progression? Yeah. So talk about serendipity. A very dear friend of mine, and in fact, my coach when I was uh, quicker on the bike, the disease has slowed me down. Um, It's a guy called Michael Berry. And Michael and his wife, Dee Dee Berry, are former pros. She was a silver medalist in Athens for for the United States. And Michael is one of the most accomplished Canadian pros, rode with Armstrong for U.S. Postal, um, uh, rode with Sky, etc. Anyway, um, Michael had done a ride in Europe, interestingly, in late 2014, I believe, and had raised money for the foundation. So I was aware of it then. And then doing the tour in 2014 or 2013, I can't remember the first one I did. Um, I noticed again the connection. And so it was, I just had a curiosity about it. It wasn't personal, but it's the kind of thing you take notice of. And so mm-hmm. my relationship sort of started as anyone's would. And, you know, the title of the podcast here is Everybody Hurts. But I know that the, the Davis Finney Foundation has a motto that every victory counts. Yes. How has that relationship to the bike, to suffering on the bike, but also your idea of what victory means changed? Yeah, that's changed a lot. So where I used to be very driven, race oriented on the bike and trying to make personal bests in every ride. Now the sheer joy and Davis experience this this too, and Taylor Finney talks about it as son. And Michael does, and the people I ride with, the Collingwood Five, the five of us who did our Night's Quest in 2015. Um, we have this view that it's a, the opportunity to ride with friends on a bike is a gift. And so we suffer so that we can ride well. Um, but it's riding well and riding with friends that we try to achieve. And that's really what's behind every victory counts and behind our event, the Growling Beaver Brevet. 
you know, I read a quote from uh, the actor Michael J. Fox, who also has Parkinson's, yeah. and I he said, for him, the disease was the gift that keeps on taking. <laughs> so what do you think he meant, and how does that idea resonate with, with you? It resonates fully. In fact, I was talking about this at, at a, an address I was giving earlier this week, and I referred to that very quote. By the way, it's from a book called Lucky Man that he wrote, and he says he would, you know, if Yahweh, God, Allah, whoever walked into the room and said, you can go back and be the person you was before, you were before the diagnosis, he'd say, go away. And I feel the same way. I wouldn't wish it on you or anyone. But the perspective I've got, um, how much I enjoy each day is, is deeper and greater because I have this tapping on my shoulder all the time reminding me that time is wasting. And... And that sounds kind of sad, but it's not. It's um, it's fulfilling in a way. So I get what because in saying. a sense, I mean that that's the human condition. You just you have a more acute sense of that. Yeah, that's right. You know, we're 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 all kind of on that that same path. It's just uh, you know how you you characterize it and how many reminders you have of that kind of daily. Yeah, I, uh, somebody once said to me, you know, it's a great exercise to write your own obituary and reflect on what you're doing in life. And yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not at the stage of writing my obituary, but I'm further along that spectrum than most people are. And and the, the gift of that perspective is just that. It's uh, it's invaluable. I, this has, I think, been a harder experience for Dame Garnet than it has been for me. Um, I've really not been unhappy, uh, oddly, about my diagnosis. Now, I, like Davis, I have, and like Michael J. Fox, I have early onset. I'm 51, and I, the symptoms probably first arrived when I was 48. The earlier one is diagnosed, the milder they are, and the slower they progress. So, at least that's a, a grace. <laughs> you recently, as I, I said in the intro, became um, part of the board of the Davis Finney Foundation. So, how did that come about? Well, it came about, you know, I, first of all, our commitment. And the team here's commitment in Collingwood to Davis Finney is something that got their attention, needless to say. Um, and I don't think it's money. I think it's commitment to the values of what they're trying to do. Money helps. Certainly, it's important. I, uh, we raise about 10% of the operating budget now every year through this one event. Hopefully, that number will decline as our numbers increase because Davis Finney's foundation can expand its activities. But we talked to them about doing more in Canada for Canadians. And so the first Victory Summit was in 2015 in Canada. And they've announced another one in Toronto in October. Um, and these Victory Summits are day-long events where we collect Parkinson's community caregivers, um, people with Parkinson's, doctors, etc., in an excellent event that just gathers people around to help folks living with Parkinson's disease. It's sort of the feature program of the Davis Finney Foundation. And we wanted to make that connection in Canada, given our event is here. And I think it was the, the foundation, Connie and Davis in particular, um, and the board saying, you know, this makes sense to us and, and having an advocate in Canada is going to help. I kind of wanted to, to get the story behind the growling beaver uh, brevet. Could you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So it has many threads pulled together and I'll kind of tie them in one place. We had this idea that we wanted to do a ride principally on dirt roads because they're quieter. And we live in this beautiful community in Collingwood where, um, uh, you know, there's hills and things like that. And think of the Strada Bianchi uh, in Italy. 
the Leroyka, that idea. And we thought this is a great place for it. And it was a unique event. Most events around here are race oriented. So we deliberately set out to, st- to start an event that was not timed, that would stop with local community merchants who support bike riders through the summer season and kind of celebrate the end of the season in October with a ride of various abilities. And we wanted to make it as Knights of Sufferlandria, something suitably hurtful. And so the the feature event is a 200-kilometer ride on dirt roads. And um, there's also a 100-kilometer event, which is not quite as long, but is a pretty stiff course with a very, very steep climb on it that's about 22 23% on gravel. Oh, is that the Widowmaker that you have the bell at the top? Indeed. I, I looked we at had some the photos, yeah. Bell of Shame. And so when people walk their bikes <laughs> up, it had, the, it had the, uh, the bleeding eyes on it, and my daughter was up there with my... My son and they rang away as people walked by on their bikes. It's actually you will not use that that twenty four inch gear without getting a little bit of shame. Exactly right. Exactly right. right. And then there's a forty kilometer ride, which is dead flat on a rail trail. And the idea was that every victory counts, and whoever can get on a bike and ride can participate in this. And event. what's next for the DPF and the Growling Beaver Brevet? So the next event is this Victory Summit that we'll have in October. Um, we are just making plans now for September for this year. And we're, we try to do things different every year. So um, we're just kind of mulling around a bunch of different ideas. And uh, we'll probably launch. I'm trying to think when we'll launch. Uh, we'd like to launch in probably April or May. And do you approach the tour of Sufferlandria differently uh, now than, than you used to? I assume you're writing it. Of course you're writing it. Of course it. I'm writing it. <laughs> yes, of course I am. Um, it's tricky for me because my travel schedule is awkward. Um, and I'm actually, I'm actually trying to map out when I'll get the rides in within the required 24-hour periods. I may have to do some double ups, but uh, I will do what I can to finish the tour like any good soldier would. As well you should. I don't know if you heard Sir David McQuillan and I talking about the the race. And what I'm most concerned about is um, the fifth hammer in Nine Hammers. Sir David thinks the eight-minute time trial with... Um, with Bradley Wiggins yeah. is going to be a tough yeah. one. That'll be. And important. also starting half as easy is also going to be kind of brutal on that stage eight, that queen stage. Yeah. I'm, so how about you? What do you I'm think? with David. And it's funny because my the problem with me is high cadence riding. Climbing actually in a funny way fights the dystonia off. But high cadence riding makes a trigger, and I'm determined, as you would expect me to be, as you know, running away from Fluffy as I do, that I will try and time trial that eight minutes. And at some point in there, <laughs> my leg will get funny, and I'll just have to fight through it. I will beat my ass today <laughs> to, to kick someone else's tomorrow. <laughs> and have you uh, looked at the uh, stage profile for stage nine? It seems like thin air. Yeah, I've not written it seems like thin air. Um, and so I'm being willfully ignorant and mm-hmm. uh, and I will use Probably the app. Best. Yeah, I will use the app and I'll look at it 10 minutes before and say, oh, no. And then I'll start writing. And what is your favorite or what's the video that you uh, love to hate the most? It seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> Beats the shit out of me every time. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it that's always like, seems uh, like a good idea. It does, and then you get about an hour and twenty minutes into yeah. it, and you're like, Neil, Sir yeah. Neil, what are yeah. you doing, man? Right. Like it's, really, another forty-five minutes? I hate that thing. I hate well, that thing. 
stage yeah. nine will be a a, uh, a particularly sweet treat for you. <laughs> because... Yeah, I'll be up all night the night before, really yeah. worrying about yeah. it. Sir Evan, uh, do you have any words of wisdom for the unwashed masses of Sufferlandrians out there before we let you go? Suffer on. Suffer on. Those are words to live by. Sir Evan, thank you so much for your time today, and we look forward to seeing you at the start of the 2017 Tour of Sufferlandria. I look forward to it, too. Really fun to be here today. Excellent. Thanks again for your work with the Foundation and for everything you've done for the community. Pleasure. This has been Everybody Hurts, the podcast. Today's episode brought to you by It Seemed Like Thin Hair Shampoo, the only shampoo proven to be effective against Sufferlandrian pattern baldness. Until next time, have I suffered today? (laughs) Yes, more than you.